Chapter Two of Mr. Waddington of Wick by May Sinclair. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Two, Part One. She had been dying to know what he had done, but now, after Ralph had stayed to lunch and tea and dinner that first day, after he had spent all yesterday at the manor, and after he had turned up today at ten o'clock in the morning barbara thought she had made out the history though they had been very discreet and fanny had insisted on reading tono bungay out loud half the time ralph of course was in love with his cousin fanny to be sure she must be at least ten years older than he was but that wouldn't matter and of course it was rather naughty of him but then again very likely he couldn't help it it had just come on him when he wasn't thinking and who could help being in love with fanny you could be in love with people quite innocently and hopelessly there was no sin where there wasn't any hope and perhaps fanny was innocently ever so innocently in love with him or if she wasn't horatio thought she was which came to much the same thing so that anyhow poor ralph had to go the explanation they had given barbara thought was rather thin not quite worthy of their admirable intelligence it was friday barbara's fifth day she was walking home with ralph bevan through the waddington's park down the main drive that led from wick on the hill to lower wick manor it wouldn't be surprising she thought if fanny were in love with her cousin he was as she put it to herself so distinctly fallible in love with she could see fanny surrendering first to his sudden laughter his quick delighted mind his innocent engaging frankness he would she thought be endlessly amusing endlessly interesting because he was so interested so amused there was something that pleased her in the way he walked hatless his head thrown back his shoulders squared his hands thrust into his coat pockets safe from gesture something in the way he spun round in his path to face her with his laughter he had fanny's terrier nose with a ghost of a kink in it his dark hair grew back in a sickle on each temple it wouldn't lie level and smooth like other people's but sprang up curled from the clipping his eyes were his own dappled eyes green and grey black and brown sparkling so was his mouth which was neither too thin nor too thick determination in the thrusting curve of that lower lip and his chin which was just a shade too big for it a shade too big for his face his cheeks were sunburnt and a little shower of ochreish freckles spread from the sunburn and peppered the slopes of his nose she wanted to sketch him doesn't mrs waddington ever go for walks she said fanny no she's too lazy lazy well too active if you like in other ways how long have you known her just five days five days yes but you see years ago she was my mother's dearest friend that's how i came to be their secretary when she saw my name in the advertisement she thought it must be me and it was me they hadn't seen each other for years and years my father and mr waddington didn't hit it off together i believe you haven't seen him yet no there seems to be some mystery about him mystery yes what is it or mayn't you tell i won't tell it wouldn't be kind then don't don't i didn't know it was that sort of thing ralph laughed it isn't i meant it wouldn't be kind to you i don't want to spoil him for you then there is tell me one thing shall i get on with him all right oh, don't ask me that i mean will he be awfully difficult to work with 
because he sacked me no only you mustn't let on that you know better than he does and if you want to keep your job you mustn't contradict him well, now you've made me want to contradict him whatever he says i shall have to say the other thing whether i agree with him or not don't you think you could temporize a bit for her sake did you temporize oh rather i was as meek and servile as i knew how as you knew how do you think i shall know better yes you're a woman you can get on the right side of him will you try to because of fanny i'm most awfully glad she's got you and i want you to stay between you and me she has a very thin time with waddington there it is i know i know i know i'm going to hate him oh no you're not you can't hate waddington you don't oh lord no i wouldn't mind him a bit poor old thing if he wasn't fanny's husband he had almost as good as owned it almost put her in possession of their secret she conceived it his secret fanny's secret as all innocence on her part all chivalry on his tender and hopeless and pure part two they had come to the white gate that led between the shrubberies and the grass-plot with the yellow-gray stone house behind it it was nice she thought of fanny to make mr bevan take her for these long walks when she couldn't go with them but barbara felt all the time that she ought to apologize to the young man for not being fanny especially when mr waddington was coming back to-day by the three-forty train and this afternoon would be their last for goodness knew how long and as they talked about ralph's life before the war and the jobs he had lost because of it he had been a journalist and about barbara's job at the war office and air raids and the games they both went in for and their favourite authors and the room he had in the white hart inn at wick as they talked fluently with the ease of old acquaintances almost of old friends barbara admired the beauty of mr bevan's manners you would have supposed that instead of suffering as he must be suffering agonies of impatience and irritation he had never enjoyed anything in his life so much as this adventure that was just coming to an end he had opened the gate for her and now stood with his back to it holding out his hand saying good-bye aren't you coming in she said mrs waddington expects you for tea no he said she doesn't she knows i can't come if he's there he paused by the way that book of his it's in an appalling muddle i hadn't time to do much to it before i left if you can't get it straight you must come to me and i'll help you well that's very good of you rather not it was my job you know he was backing through the gate saluting as he went and now he had turned and was running with raking athletic paces up the grass border of the park end of chapter two recording by expatriate in bangor maine